Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross App. It's November 25th, 2020. First off, I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. A bit of a bittersweet one. Like, there's only one night every year where I schedule myself off, and it's the night before Thanksgiving because that's the night that everybody comes back to their hometown and hangs out. But not not so much this year for obvious reasons, unfortunately. So, if you're spending the holidays by yourself, uh, make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you, you're online chit-chatting with your friends, especially these two. And I can tell you where you can contact this fella. It's LanaFan123 at AOL.com. <laughs> true that's alex palowski yeah, that's that's my burner where i argue with myself on twitter about the merits of lana here's a crazy thing i have been getting spam emails that are spent, sent to sean at aol.com to my gmail now that is not my email address that aol thing in fact whoever did it had to have registered that 25 years ago it's a very generic email so this would have had to have been like early 90s type yeah. of stuff. And I'm getting 25 years worth of their spam email now. <laughs> what the hell? We also got Robert DeFelice. We announced yeah. that he has been promoted to a full-time spot starting next month. Robert, yeah. we're happy to have you. I'm very excited and happy to be here on a Turkey Day Eve. Earned, as always. Alex has held a very similar position in the past. You, you can attest to the, the workload and mm. the responsibility that goes into that. So definitely earned. Uh, we've got AEW and NXT to talk about. But you know what? I I woke up today and I said, you know what I think the viewers of Fightful would like? A Thanksgiving interview with Kenny Omega. So hot dog, 7 p.m. Eastern. Thanksgiving Day. We've got a Kenny Omega interview coming up. He's going to be talking about a project that he's got, which uh, will, will be revealed, I think, tomorrow. Uh, we've got him talking about 
potential retirement dates in the future, about his team with Hangman Page moving to heavyweight, moving to the States. And I've continued the trend with AEW wrestlers where I ask them to say nice things about other AEW wrestlers. And a bit of a spoiler, it went a little smoother with Kenny Omega than it did MJF. That may come as a surprise to many of you, but we've got AEW and NXT to talk about. Alex, as you glance at these, who do you think had the better show tonight? Uh, NXT. I kind of think so too. I kind of think so too. How about you, Robert? Yeah, NXT. AEW was a little less than must-see TV this week. And it was still very good. That's the thing. Like I watch AEW and NXT with my wife, and so often I just find myself saying, man, AEW is really good. And as I was telling her, wrestling has been not good for longer (laughs) in my life than it has been good. So for me to see this consistently good TV to the fact to where it's not just blow away that I'm like, oh, well, that's not as good. That says something. And I think that's a compliment towards towards AEW and and their cohesiveness. But we're going to start off with NXT tonight. I thought that they closed a lot stronger than AEW did. But we got Candice LeRae versus Ember Moon. Good match. Candice LeRae picks up the win. Uh, we're we're finding out where Ember Moon fits into all this, Alex, and yeah. uh, it's not the pay window. Well, no, uh, I mean this is this is how they build the baby faces, right? Mm-hmm. Lose matches over and over and over again. But it wasn't her fault, though. It, Don't you understand? If they if that big meanie hadn't gotten in her way, all that kind of crap. Um, I I do uh, love the innovation of Ember Moon, especially since she did back. There's some really cool stuff where she like caught oh, yeah. a, a, a kick. And then, like, weaved herself underneath the capture leg. Suplex. So she gets into a capture suplex. That was really cool. Uh, and um, there was, a, like, a weird enzigiri where she also, at the same time, hopped up onto the apron from the outside to, like, kick Candice, who was in the ropes. This was all really great stuff. It, 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 it reminded me of why I always asked the question, Sean, of where does Ember Moon fit into all this? Because the answer should always be near the top of whatever women's division she yeah. is in. I constantly, it seems like every week I would get the question on the Q&A show, FightfulSelect.com, subscribe today. You can uh, hear my Q&A show every week. People would always say, who would make the biggest difference? And I'm like, well, I, I can't say who would make the biggest, but I can tell you that Ember Moon would be the best fit in jumping because she checks a lot of boxes. She could coach women. She could be the veteran presence. She's an outstanding in-ring worker. Um, I'll tell you what she needs to work on innovating, her trash talk. Boy, <laughs> she is not good at it. She slid out of the ring and screamed, Eat it, hussy! Yeah, listen. Listen, there's, 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 a, there's a place for a good hussy taunt and uh, i don't know if that was yeah. it but there, there's a place for it somehow Th- there's a there place somewhere. on it a place where it. it's called monday night raw when vincent man is feeding you lines yeah. <laughs> that's that's where it is um the only thing i can say negative about this match i don't know why ember would run hit the ropes slide out of the ring then turn around and do the kick i don't i don't understand that uh guys leave a thumbs up by the way subscribe tap the bell for notifications and donate a Super Chat if you want your question or statement read on the air. I forgot to mention that. I think you guys know the drill, though. Um, I, I, I like this match just fine. But then afterwards, you've got Reyna and, or Raquel, rather, 
Raquel and Dakota coming out, kind of backing down Ember Moon. Tony Storm's music hits, and Ember's cheesing. She's all happy, but then Tony turns on her. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about like Tony being like immediately just I, like maybe her facial expressions there. Maybe some more explanation will come of it, Alex. Yeah, but you had posted an interesting take about Indy Hartwell on your Twitter, I believe. Well, the, the, the thing with, with this is that it, it, last week it appeared to be, they were going with a foursome of uh, Candace and Dakota and Raquel as a package deal. And then Indy. And I was like really interested in seeing like, I, I haven't seen Indy in the ring very often. Like that shows a lot of confidence in her that they're going to put her in war games. And I'm really excited to see what she brings to the table. Yeah. During this match, she took uh, an, an eclipse. Um, and then later in the show, they show her in a neck brace. And I don't know how much of that is just, you know, Candace doing normal healing type of stuff. But um, but that explains away why she's not on the team. But at the same time, they bring out a fifth woman who's a, who used to be a babyface and turn her heel, what appears to be ostensibly to make sure there's a fourth person in war games for the heel side yeah. Would they trust in that match? I don't know if that's true or not, but it, it, it that was my first reaction of that's why they they did this turn now the way they did it. Um, it certainly doesn't appear to be uh, as a reason that Tony had to turn on Ember as of yet. My hope is that this is a coup and Tony's like just positioning herself better sure. or something, but I don't know what that would accomplish. Aaron Entertainment said, I always had a feeling Tony was going to turn. I, she seemed like a natural baby face to me, Robert. Yeah, I mean, this has to be, well, we don't want Indy's first big match inside of a War Games. Mm -hmm. But they have Pat McAfee going inside of a War Games, so I don't see the harm in throwing Indy in there. But if they see money in Tony as a heel, especially with Rhea on the opposite side as a face, that's always money. They're always good together. Maybe they start the cage match. Handsome Pat Fannin says, gobble, gobble. I'm sure Alex appreciates that. I'm sure he appreciates this, too. The Nerd Guru says, Alex Sour Graps got me through my 12-hour shift. Well, I'm glad to hear that this person listened to at least half of your show, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I think he was able to listen to it twice in that 12-hour shift. (laughs) So YouTube is downloading videos on the back end super slow. So I saw that your show is two hours, and I was like... Converting this one to MP3, I'm going to go take a nap, a shower. <laughs> well, it was a supersized episode. I went through all of Survivor Series and all of yeah. Raw. That's like six and a half hours that I condensed down to two. That's pretty good for me. By the way, guys, those are live. If you catch them at the, at the right time, Alex usually tweets and I retweet. And he's there live talking with you guys. And, of course, we add the audio afterwards. Uh, it's a good time. Alex is, is killing it on that show. The best one-man show out there right now check that out i doff Uh, my turkey tap cap to you so after this well i don't want to say after this because we got a super chat we might as well talk about it from kevin langhoff not sure who the lady in the boa and zaya segment is but giving me creepy sister abigail vibes sean is there a new nxt signing on who this lady is happy thanksgiving well okay Listen, I don't want to accuse WWE of playing off of racial stereotypes, so I'm not. In <laughs> fact, I'll just say they do it. That's not me accusing. <laughs> that is just a fact. But, yep. So it being WWE, I would think Karen Q or Sari or somebody like that. That's yep. what I would think. But, and, and keep in mind, 
not from the same geographical location no. as Zia Lee. No. Uh, but in the same geographical, the same continent. To Let's Vince. just say that. That's good enough for, Vince, for Vince yeah. and everybody on, on the top of the thing there. Now, honestly, I'd, I mean, if they're not from the same exact geographical location, fine. If we turn, if it turns out to be a white lady doing, doing all this mysticism yes. with the Chinese people, somehow that's worse to me. So yeah. I don't, I don't, whatever outcome comes, it comes to this. Um, it, it was a it was a really bad lucha underground knockoff that they did in a warehouse yes. with some sheets hanging up. It was really bad. I mean, again, I want it to be good, so I'm going to see like if if it turns out to be somebody who can really go, who starts a good storyline, and we actually get to see something happen. Great. If it's just this, count me out. I thought Zaya did pretty good in it. Yeah, sure. But I mean, it's like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like who had the best performance and how high. Well, yeah. You know. Yeah. Come on. Um Rafael Garcia says it's Scarlett Johansson. Damn it. I mean, damn it. Not not again, Scarlett. Come on. No more Asian women playing for you. She prides herself on those acting skills. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Timothy Thatcher versus Kushida. You guys know I'm going to like this. This is my jam right here. It has quite literally my favorite submission transition ever. Uh, A double wrist lock, a Kimura. Uh, I don't know how many people that that don't train or anything know this, but if you've got a double wrist lock on somebody and they flip you over to your back, it is very easy to take an arm bar from there. I believe Matt Hughes' GSP was was a good... uh, indicator of that back in the day they did this spot i love that they showed timothy thatcher's students the ones that he's been abusing watching this i thought this was fun you get tomaso champa also watching causing enough of a distraction alex do you think that these these losses do too much harm to timothy thatcher because i'm not going to complain about kashida winning is the thing That's the thing also, and and what it appears to be is that uh, Tommaso Ciampa's out there. We haven't mentioned this. Uh, Kevin Owens on commentary was a joy. Oh, like, he's great. Uh, he's so great. And I love that, like, Tommaso Ciampa coming out with a chair. That doesn't look too friendly. Oh, he's going to sit in it. That's okay, I guess. Yes. Like, this, him, like, overplaying and underplaying and doing all that stuff it was so good. And Tommaso Ciampa, you know, distracting Timothy Thatcher long enough that he cost him the match. And then he's like, well, I, I wonder if Timothy Thatcher has a problem with me now, huh? I guess like he's going to goad him by doing like shitty heel stuff to him until he accepts a match with him. And then he's going to beat Timothy Thatcher. And I don't understand how that helps anybody at that point. You know, Amy, if, if you really want to goad them, show up on the Titan Tron and say, Timothy, up here, up here, up, up here, here Tim. Timothy. And that's how you I do it. Chompa, that's a picture of Champa. <laughs> I wish. And then, then he appears behind yeah, Timothy there you Thatcher. Go. Right. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if all these were just pure clean and WWE had a different track record, I wouldn't be worried. Because the thing is, in AEW, I'm never really worried about somebody being hurt by a loss. And yeah. it happens all the time. Uh, I mean, the guy who closed the show tonight by kicking everybody's ass has lost a few clean matches, but he's been built up. Or he goes away a little bit, and he's he's out of your out of your 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 line of sight, so right. to speak. But Kishida keeps winning matches, and I am very very fine with uh, Kishida winning matches. What this looks like to me, though, right now, is deja vu of Alistair Black. 
on Raw, winning matches, winning matches, winning matches, undefeated for a year. Did he get a title match? No. So far, they've done nothing to actually pay off with Kushida beating people. Eventually, you're going to have to give this guy a title match and a title run. If you don't, what the hell are you doing? I would love to see him in the North American title picture. I really would. Kushida is one of my favorite workers in the world. And then the moment he gets that title, I want to see him defending it against Kyle O'Reilly because yeah. that, that match will just knock everybody's socks off. But right now, right. Kushida beat Timothy Thatcher. He beat Arturo Huas last week. Uh, FightfulSelect.com, uh, breaking story over there last Wednesday night, Arturo Huas had, a, had an arm injury. They had creative plans for him. He was back. Not so much. Kushida beat Cameron Grimes a couple weeks before that. He won that triple threat. Uh, he didn't get beat by Ciampa. That was a DQ. He beat right. Dream. He beat Nice. I mean, he's been winning matches the last two months, and usually yep. that means something in WWE. If you aren't losing, that's how you can tell WWE has at least an idea of a plan for you. I mean, they wanted Big E to not lose so much, they didn't put him in Survivor Series. Well, you know, it's hard for him to lose or win if they never have him in a match, you know? There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Evan Wright says, meme. give me Balor versus Kushida, you coward regal. Um, I don't know that Kushida likes to play in litter boxes, Alex. Uh... What the fuck was that? Okay, the, the, the thing that they did was, well, all you mice like to play around while the cat was away, while the cat's back. That was the thing they did last week. And they were like, hey, I know. Let's extend the metaphor with some tortured references. God. You know what I mean? Like, they, you, somebody's been playing in my kitty litter. Keep your paws off my water dish. They need a litter but That's robot. my catnip, bitch. Like, I don't know what you're doing with this. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, get your litter robots at litterrobot.com. Use that code FIGHTFUL. That is the only affiliate program we have anything to do with right now, and that's because they sent me a free litter robot <laughs> for me doing it. Uh, Evan Wright says, needed more Dario Cueto for that. Uh, yes. that I, I love the nod to Lucha Underground there uh, as well. But uh, we see some video packages for EO and Rhea Ripley. Rhea says she doesn't know where she goes after that, but... Uh, we do because she comes out to the ring and we go back to the, the, the Capitol Wrestling Center and she says people have been speculating about her future and she's not done with NXT. But she's interrupted and beat down by Candace and Tony who mock her. Dakota and Raquel uh, attack. And I here's the thing, Alex. You mentioned how refreshing Kevin Owens was. Yeah, it's because he didn't treat us like we were stupid. He said... Yeah. I'd hate to be them if Rhea is good to go by war games because she's probably yeah. going to be on that team. Instead yeah. of WWE, who would like us to very much pretend like, oh, there's no way she could be ready. Yeah, there's that. And also, like, I, I, I did enjoy the touch of Candice Rhea coming out and saying, EO had to have help to beat me in a couple of matches, but she beat you on her own. And look what we did to her. And they bring out a lifeless EO Shirai's corpse and dump yes. her on the ramp. That was a really good touch because at this point, EO has basically seemed untouchable. Mm -hmm. And so that with no fanfare, no backstage camera capturing the beatdown, they just took her out and brought her dead body <laughs> to the side of the ring. That says something about that team that I think really, really works. Queen Hannah says, Ferg is an odd cat. He probably thought that was super clever. He sure is a cat. That I know for sure. <laughs> Uh, that we have confirmed. So they have effectively formed 
a war games team by beating yep. up other people. It'll be Shotzi, Rhea, EO, and who am I who am I not thinking of? Ember. 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 There you go. Four people. So yeah, they, we got their team there. That's the, that 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 women's war games match is stacked. Yes. All it's, eight women in there are, are great. Like they're so, so good. It's it is good. And uh yeah, you got a couple of things to look forward to on Wednesdays right now between the AEW show and uh and war games. So I mean things are looking really, really good. I don't know if I like the fact that Team Shotzi now features its captain as like the lowest ranked. Yeah. Yeah. Star no, 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 on the no, show. The, here's the thing. Um, doing this about the fact that her toy tank was run over is stupid as hell. Yeah. yeah. The match itself is going to be great. And in five years, when we look back on it, we're going to look back on the great match and forget all about the context of it, which was Candace ran over my toy and I'm mad. Like, that is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing to do. For well, a, I think she did explain in, in a digital thing or something like that that it had sentimental value. But here's sure. the thing. I, I get what you're saying. Like, WWE abuses this stuff to where that becomes a person's entire personality. Right, right. Like, one little part becomes everything about them. And that is just ridiculous. It's so frustrating. That's why you had garbage men and, and like... <laughs> stock car racers and all this stuff like 25 years ago and it's still going on it's just instead of that it's like th- their hobby or something they do once every three months well let's make it their gimmick yeah well okay legato del phantasma video he talks about how their careers have taken off have they Cause... i mean this is the thing is that i i thought there was a a, a market for yeah. Legato de Fantasma when they formed, when he first won the title, and they haven't been doing anything with them. There's all these guys in NXT who are under the weight limit, who are not in the cruiserweight division. Just have them in there, have them wrestling. Like, like it doesn't make any sense to not. And and when there's like bragging about, we took out Ashanti the Adonis. I'm sorry. <laughs> who, in the immortal words of Snoop Dogg, who? Like, that's not like a thing that I'm. I'm, I think I would be hanging my hat on or my luchador mask in this case. People have been taking out Ashanti the Adonis so much that he, that he literally had to change his name. <laughs> <laughs> he had to change his yeah. name. Nergru says, where are they going to do war games? I assume they'll just do it in the Capitol yeah, right Wrestling there. Center. Yeah. They, I mean, I, I don't I don't know if there's enough uh, room there to do two rings next to each other, but they'll figure it out. Do one Super sized ring. You know what? <laughs> Honestly, surprised nobody's done that yet. Yeah, like a super sized ring. Yeah. Oh man. So we we see some promos from from Oni, Pete, uh, Danny, and Undisputed Era. We'll get back to that as we tie that into the main event. But Cameron Grimes versus Jake Atlas. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't possibly care about this match, and it's not a condemnation of these two, because I like them both. No, the weird thing is, like, I'm, I'm trying to remember: did Jake Atlas get his title match? Yeah, he lost well, it. I forgot. I forgot. Yes. Oh well, Cameron Grimes won. Like I forgot by the way. because they were doing this thing where he was beating up people. He, but sorry, he, what was that? Sorry, yeah. it, the 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 we had a bit of a glitch there. Apologies. Oh, sorry. Um, the the he. He was beating up Legado de Fantasma. I guess he got his title match and he lost. Um, and 
and and now he's getting squashed by Cameron Grimes. It doesn't feel like you're really building off of building him to be a title contender in that division to do this. And now, like, I'm I'm sorry when 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 he sicked his zombies on you, Cameron. That was the end of the feud. You lost the feud. It's done. And and it's one of those things where they don't seem to know when the feud is over. Yes. In, across all three brands of WWE, and they just push it out and push it out and push it out. We had a a a a, a bag over the head match, blindfold match. Uh, that now we're going to get a strap match. I don't. What's like? Are, they're still having matches in February, and like it's a Cupid's arrow match. What are you doing, guys? This, just this end is, the feud and move on. This is the sad aspect of NXT in the USA era. It's starting to incorporate a lot of television elements. Of Raw and SmackDown. Evan Wright says, Grimes and Loomis need to feud for years to come, having gimmick, gimmick matches at every takeover strap match. Next one, next one, do, dog collar match. Oh, man. I, I wouldn't, I, I would I allow wouldn't mind if they kept them separated for a while, but then all of a sudden, Dexter Loomis just pops up behind Cameron Grimes, and, and he freaks out, and they can start it over again for two weeks, and then they move on again. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's a, a, a recurring thing of Cameron Grimes just being scared to death of Dexter Loomis could be fun as long as they don't beat this into the ground which sadly it appears they have already done yeah i'd allow this to go for takeover just because takeovers next week yeah but they need to cut it off right there and you guys hit the nail on the head unfortunately nxt is falling into a lot of tropes like the main roster and it's not good very frustrating and i definitely don't want i don't want that to continue i want this to be fresh i don't want the Wednesday night, I don't want it to be one-sided. And at times it has been very one-sided. So yeah. hopefully they can they can emerge and and get fresh with a lot of things. And I thought tonight was a pretty solid show. But uh, we got Kevin Owens with Leon Ruff on the Kevin Owens show. He jokes about coming back every November in a different role. But, I mean, it's, it's a WWE talk show. So mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen. Uh, Johnny Gargano comes out. Damian Priest comes out. Uh, Damian doesn't want a chair. And <laughs> and Kevin's like, why do I even bring these things out? Why? <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> the most use they get is when they get thrown, Alex. I loved uh, Kevin Owens being the guy who knows all the tropes within within the movie. Because he's like, uh, no, dude, don't, don't. Now you mentioned Johnny Gargano by name. Now he's going to come out in three, two. There he is. Yes. And then Johnny Gargano throws a chair and, and Kevin goes and gets another one. And he brings it in and he's like, I don't, told you, I don't want a chair. Oh, it's not for you. Who's it for? Just, just in a second. I'm just trust me. Because I know you're going to mention Damian Priest. And then, oh, here he comes. Like, that's what this thing is. And the thing about all of this is Kevin Owens saying that and knowing all these horrible cliches shows that you know writers producers yes. that these things are horrible cliches and you do them anyway anyway without any hint of irony or comment on them They'll, you'll do it next week or the week after that and expect us to take it but like now we know that you know that it's terrible so just stop doing them yeah i'm completely with you like just move on just just do something that do something else Figure out another way. I am very excited for this triple threat because I think that Leon Ruff is going to win. I think it. I think he'll win in a manner that Lana probably should have if they were going to do it. It'll be a little bit more impactful as opposed to him just standing around. Like I think that Priest and Johnny will violently take one another out, mm-hmm. and Leon will be there. 
But I, I also kind of feel like it, it might not be that. Like, he might get something clean, and they got to be like, well, God damn, look at him type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I think I think he should successfully defend it against them. I think that there's there's in a triple threat match, in, especially in NXT, every time the guy who gets the pin is not the guy who hit the actual finishing move. Yeah, that happens all the time. It's a perfect example for why they should do it with Leon Ruff. You know what I mean? So some guy gets you know bounced out of the ring, and all of a sudden there he's right there to roll over half unconscious and drape an arm across Johnny Gargano, and it's over. Like you can do it in a way that feels clever and, and is true to all of this. Particularly, I, I did also want to mention uh, Kevin Owens wishing that we had Teddy Long here <laughs> so he could make a t- triple threat match playa, and then <laughs> Regal coming out making the triple threat match, almost walking away, turning back and saying playa. It was, it was uh, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Uh, also, so so as we get to the main event, we saw some promos throughout the night. I got to say that Undisputed Era po- promo was painfully unnatural. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not how people talk to each other. And it just, it was really, it felt very weird to me. Like, even even them all wearing the same exact outfit from shirt, pants, hoodie, and just them talking. To, it was, it just felt really forced. Yeah, I don't think they know what to do with um, with the UE as yeah. baby faces. Like they don't, or at least as not horrible jackass heels. Like they're just like, hey, we, hey, man, we're good guys. We all dress the same. That's yeah. what good guys do, right? Like they don't, they don't know. It, it feels like they don't know what they're doing. When I know it's really the people backstage don't know how to present these guys. I have no doubt Adam Cole and Fish and Strong and O'Reilly would know how to present themselves in a way that would make us want to root for them. But I don't think that's necessarily the case right here. We just don't hate them. They're they're very much the same dudes always, but now we hate the guys they're facing against. I also thought it was funny. They were like, the UE has never lost one of these uh, 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 man advantage matches where it just determines who gets the advantage in one of the things. Yeah, because... They were always the heels in the, yeah. in the war games matches, and it's stupid to have the man advantage go to the babyface team. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So obviously, the UE has always won those matches. It felt like we needed uh, Kevin Owens there to like explain that. Yeah, and I mean, come on that that put the main event result in no yeah. doubt whatsoever. No doubt at all. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Uh, Zach Barber says Teddy Long, which was he selling that Niagara? That's an Undertaker story that Teddy Long had to go to wrestler's court for selling Niagara. <laughs> oh, man. There are yeah. still so many Undertaker stories. I was talking about that with Nikita Krylov fan. They're going to do everything they can to get that money's worth out of Undertaker. So you're going to hear every story for the last 30 years. Well... Main event happened. Pete Dunne wins a very good ladder match over Kyle O'Reilly. We get another ghost face that comes out, and I got to say, that spill to end the match was just magnificent. We've seen so many, so many Miz falls off the ladder where he stops, then he hits the ropes, and he bounces off. No disrespect to the Miz. That's just how he always does it. Yeah, uh, we don't see a lot of what Kyle O'Reilly did, which he went he went for it, man. He totally did. Um, yeah, there was some huge spots in here before the commercial break. They did a suplex off the apron, like on, on through the ladder, like that's that's that was crazy. The helicopter um, cell, 
Oh yeah. Wow. That, that was crazy. I I lo- I loved I loved this match. And it made me realize how much I love Pete Dunn and how much I missed him. But I'm watching him and like when he has his like little shoulder shrug, it like he flexes his trapezius and I'm like this is not the same little doughy uh terrible like like yeah. Like Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, this guy will literally. Like, I feel like if he tries to break your fingers, he'll just like split your hand in two because he's just so massive now. Yes, he looks like Wolverine. Like he's just he's so short and so compact and so muscled. Like it's a totally different guy to watch. And I've missed him a lot. And I'm 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 glad that he is back and doing this kind of stuff. Um, they had this is another ghost face because earlier in the night they saw that Indy Hartwell got in the car with Johnny Gargano. And Candice LeRae and another ghost face, which means there were two ghost faces at Halloween Havoc. <gasps> Who could it be? I don't care. Um, the other <laughs> thing about it is uh, um, that Vic Joseph trying to like, well, who could it possibly be who pushed Kyle O'Reilly off the ladder when we've already seen Pat McAfee show up to NXT in a hoodie in that exact same mask before? Even if it was a stand-in for McAfee tonight because he couldn't be there. That's who it was supposed to be, obviously. And I know, Sean, you and I have the same thing. Just don't insult our intelligence. Yes. We all know that was Pat McAfee. Don't, don't like, well, but, but who was this masked oh, man? Come on, I, that's I wait for someone to dare send me a message. Well, if AEW did that, you wouldn't have a problem with it. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you mean like when Tully Blanchard came out yes. in a mask <laughs> three weeks yeah. after he started to manage FTR? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, Ray Callahan says, Regal's playa and the Bieber hair flip. Best KO show. Yeah. This one was at least fun because it was self-aware. And, yes. And that that I appreciate as I'm – being told that I have some information. Okay. Ghostface was written into the script as it being Pat that interrupted, so don't know if that person was supposed to be uh, him or what. So, there you go. <laughs> Kevin Wright says, nice. the three goat f- ghost faces are the rascals. <laughs> <laughs> the rascals. The rascals, <laughs> Trey, Dez, and Wentz. There you go. Oh, my gosh. My God. So that was NXT. Uh, we got a big takeover show coming up. I mean, my God. It's, it's, I didn't even realize how close it was. Yeah. So a week from Sunday is, is, uh, super close. Oh, and it's on Sunday. My God. I appreciate that as well. Um, so that was NXT. I thought a pretty solid show. I mean, there's just some, some tropes that I wish they'd get rid yeah. of, Alex. And I and I really again, Kevin Owens added so much to it that the 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 that whole thing around the talk show. Like if it had just been like I don't know, somebody interviewing Leon, Leon Ruff, and and this was what they were they did it without any of that commentary, it would have been impossible to watch. Um, I thought the Ember and, and Candice match was good. They they set up. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. They set up really well, adding Rhea and EO to the babyface team. And that that main event was amazing. I love watching Dunn and O'Reilly work with each other. So, like, 
there were some there were low points, but there were some the highs outweighed the lows. Reminder, guys, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way to support Fightful.com. We spend a lot of time chasing down stories, getting exclusive news, whether positive or negative. Today, I posted the the most recent in the Brass Ring series. If you don't know what that is, I reach out to wrestlers and I ask them to say uh, something good about one of their contemporaries. There's not a lot of wrestling websites that are really going out of their way to do that. That's something that we do. Uh, Candice LeRae was profiled today. We've got exclusive news all the time. Posted a bunch of Kenny, o- Kenny Omega stuff. We had a spoiler on the impact return of AJ Styles last night, <laughs> which ended up being Hornswoggle. Uh, we have the identity of who's portraying suicide in Impact Wrestling over there as well. Uh, we had news that not not only are Dakota Kai, Jessamyn Duke, Miyim, and Shayna Baszler uh, appearing as co-commissioners on Up, Up, Down, Down. Like their their stuff is more advanced than that. We've got more information on that. We've just got so much over there. You know the drill. Give it a try. Give it a try. Well, we've got AEW Dynamite. Evan Wright sent a super chat and said, this is a John Silver stand account from now on. Give that guy all the TV time. Also, this is a Sour Grap stand account. That show rules. Thank you. Two great things to stand. Well, I mean, I know they just gave the nickname to Hornswoggle, but I kind of think John Silver should be known as the wee nominal one. <laughs> uh, yes. Like, my wife had never seen John Silver wrestle, and she watches on Wednesdays, uh, and she was blown away by John Silver watching him do everything. And, uh, like, here's the thing. This isn't, like, his greatest performance ever, but it might be his most important performance thus far, Robert, because... And when I, I don't want people to think that I, I mean that he needed Hangman Page to make him look good. But Hangman Page did still make him look good because Hangman Page is viewed as up here. And John Silver is on that ascent, Robert. This was a, a hell of a match. About as good as you could ask for from a match like this. Silver is very good. It's weird because he would be the perfect uh, third tier champion if they had it but they don't. And he's so good. He's so good at the comedy. Um, You got Hangman, who really is an underrated worker, I think. And this was a banger. This was incredible. I love everything about these two guys. Uh, And afterwards, we got what I thought was natural. I mean, Uno is like, hey, man, Hangman, why don't you join us? I mean, he... Sort of has indicated that he wouldn't hate to be around them. He chanted, fuck Hangman with all of them. Uh, By the way, in the background of a Serena Deeb media scrum that was, because we were all like, what is that? Yeah. What is that? And we're like, that's got to be a BTE skit. And it was. But John Silver is doing really great. And he's like the de facto, like, kind of mouthpiece leader without Brody Lee. But Uno is one of the main recruiters, and he's trying to bring Hangman in. I think it makes a lot of sense for them to at least try, Robert. Yeah, and Hangman, they've done this Americanized New Japan thing where everybody needs a team, and Hangman really is an island unto himself. And what better recruit for a cult than like this drunk who's lost his friends? He's the perfect guy to try to grab. I think this is another bait and switch where it's like, no, I will stand on my own and he will until he wins that belt, which might be a year from now. 
Yeah, I, I love everything about Hangman Page. I love everything about John Silver. This rocked. We got a Darby Allen video airing. Shows him spray painting a car before lighting it on fire. <laughs> Find the most ridiculous shit for this guy to do. <laughs> like, now keep in mind, this is the same guy that said, if I went to WWE, they'd have me jacking off in a boiler room somewhere. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the Hardy show from like the, the 2000s and they had their own like internet show? Yes, that's, I, that's yes. what this guy is. He's like a Hardy show skit come to life. Oh, it's, I mean, if anything, it gives me something entertaining to read <laughs> these recaps. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, the new name. What do you think of it, Robert? He looks phenomenal. He was made for this role. I don't know about the name. It's a little strange. Like, Willie Hobbs is fine. I know uh, that's Jim Ross constantly going Willie instead of Will. Yeah. I guess he's just powerhouse Hobbs. He looks great. The orange and black singlet fits him well. It's perfect. Alex, the name Powerhouse Hobbs. Is that doing anything for you? No. <laughs> My no. grandpa was a Hobbs. Yeah, but they, was he also nicknamed Powerhouse? He may have been. <laughs> I mean, just the idea of, like... It feels very WWE to me. Well, you can't be named Will Hobbs because you own that. So let's call you something else instead. It, feel, it feels like that. But I don't know. Like, yeah, we, we, The thing about it is that if you are look like a powerhouse and you call yourself powerhouse, immediately your powerhouseness is downgraded by 20%. Yes. Because you're just trying too hard. And that, yes. I don't like that. That's not good. I mean, yeah. And for the it's record. It's very WWE, but at this point, if you just call them Hobbs, like – that's that also that's a very better. WWE thing. Yeah, yeah, but even that might be better than powerhouse Hobbs because, <laughs> I mean, really, what are you going for here? It's obvious he's a powerhouse. You can look at him. We have eyes. Just, yeah. Maybe just, just put it together and call him Power Hobbs. You know what? There <laughs> <No>. you go. <laughs> for the record, my great grandfather grandfather's name was Luther Hobbs, which sounds like a better wrestling name than Willie Hobbs. So I mean, ah, but this was good. this is good. And Taz is like, you did good. You did good. Evan Wright, I clicked the wrong... I, I clicked the YouTube Super Chat instead of the StreamYard Super Chat, and that's not how you make them pop up. But um, Evan Wright says, Hobbs versus Lee Johnson was not only a Nightmare Family versus Team Taz thing, but they teamed up in Hobbs' debut. Match and post-match stuff ruled. Taz rules. Well, I tell you what, Lee Johnson also rules. He is great. He does not get the credit that he deserves. He's gonna... Uh, AEW is getting really good at locking these youngsters down, Robert. Yep. Yeah. Because I and I mean, what what more can you say besides, hey guys, look at our track record. We're gonna give you a, a creative outlet at the very least, uh, and they got another show coming at some point. Yeah, and I recall Tony Khan saying that this show would be built around this FTW title, and Taz was harping on the importance of this championship. Yeah. Well, Cody comes out and he wanted he Taz wanted somebody from management to come out and talk about the title and Cody he kind of dismissed it really he he was like oh, okay this is your title yada yada and then after all that chirping he said your son whose name is Hook in in the the lore of pro wrestling he's been training but he hasn't been training with you he's been training with me and Taz got pissed and what I loved is that he didn't talk into the mic like this. He put the mic over to the side and he said, yeah. you fucked up, Cody. Why yeah. did you bring that up? That was crossing the line. That had nothing yeah. to do with this. 
Taz is so good at that. He's, he's so good. So good at that. Alex, this is something that that I'm sure you can speak to. Uh, Taz has not wrestled in a long time. He doesn't get no. physical. Him getting nope. physical is a big deal. It's a, it is a big deal. It, 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 it marks something important. Co- Co- Cody, Cody should not have gone to that place. Because now Taz is not liable for what happens after that, and I think that Cody, like like Cody, knows there was a there was a hitch in that line that he was given to Taz. Like he knew as he was saying it, I should not go to this place because this this man is still dangerous, even though he is he is old and has not wrestled in a while. He could still f me up, and I I think that's a like if and the, I love that he also tweeted later. One of the first things you learn in wrestling is never turn your back to your to your opponent. And I, 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 I didn't take him seriously. And like, I, lo- I love, I think all that's great. Yes. We have Chris Van Vliet in the chat. We do. Dynamite was pretty good. Well, you know what, Chris Van Vliet? I hope that you spend a great amount of money in investment property in Los Angeles. Because I know that real estate is very expensive there. And I hope that you buy actual dynamite to demolish this, but then when you go to set it, all the fuses are wet. That way, you won't really lose out on any money. I want you to get your money back on your investment and do very well. But it will—you'll be like several days behind schedule on the demolishing of, of other properties in which will just inconvenience you. That's what I want to happen to you, and I'm sure this is exactly what he was replying to. I just still I still more effective than Ember Moon trash talking. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I, I hope that he slides out and he looks right at that dynamite and says, Eat it, you huzzy. <sighs> top flight, the hybrid two. I thought Top Flight was gonna win this match. I was pleasantly surprised that the hybrid two won this. Uh Alex I know, I mean, Robert, I don't know if you watched Lucha Underground as it unfolded, but... I did. I know that, that Alex shares my love for Angelico's work there and some of the crazy stuff he would do. Jack Evans, one of the first people who turned me on to that style of wrestling. They, they've been missing something since they came to AEW. This is their, their opportunity to really accomplish that. And I, I dug this match. It was good. The, one of the things I really liked is they made sense of one of the dives, and what I don't like is when people just huddle together. Top Flight knocked them into one one another and then did the dive. Robert, I thought this was a lot of fun, and I, I was all for Hybrid 2 winning because Top Flight will get their wins in the future. First of all, awesome, awesome signing by this company. I'm so glad that they did not sleep on these two. Um, TH2 are good. That match with the Young Bucks will be a lot of fun. But right now, with the way they've been built in this company, that's not a revolution match. That's got to be like a December 2nd or maybe uh, January. What was the one? Beach Blast or Beach Break? Beach Break. Maybe they fight there. But yeah, very exciting. AEW's got the best tag team division in America, and there's it's not even close. Yeah, I mean, there's there's only really two or three other tag divisions in the history of wrestling you can compare to this one. I would say maybe like WCW mid-90s, like 96 era was really good. WWF at the beginning of the 2000s and WWF in the late 80s, early 90s. This is good stuff. And I, I actually like this ending with a submission finish. 
Because that's yes. probably not something a lot of people expected here. So I thought that that was a nice adjustment. And it's good. You got to have some kind of ground game. It can't be, you know, balls to the wall all the time. I'm ready for an adjustment for Nyla Rose. I, I'm just not digging Vicky as a manager. Yeah, but I'm at least glad they're using them. You know, if they're yeah. going to be in this Brandy storyline, great. They'll be on TV more, and Nyla has deserved a lot more TV time. Well, what that means is she's not getting a title shot anytime soon because only people who just disappear from TV for months end up with in title programs. Evan yes. Wright says, give me top flight versus acclaim versus private party. I think that'd be a lot of fun. That's a good match. That is a good match. Um Video package, FTR, Tully Blanchard talking about the loss of the Young Bucks at AEW Full Gear. There were some people that were like, oh, FTR only signed through through the pay-per-view and they're gone. Not, yeah, not, no. not the case. Not the case. Uh, these guys are great. I assume we're looking at a Revolution rematch, maybe two out of three, maybe another kind of gimmick match. I don't care. I want more of FTR and the Bucks. I'll take it every day of the week. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I like it. Uh, we've got Eddie Kingston. He's mad that the or he said that he isn't mad about the Lucha Brothers leaving the family to join Death Triangle, but he's interrupted by John Moxley. And I thought this did an awful lot for Eddie Kingston because Eddie Kingston did not cower. He did not back down. He just looked at John Moxley and said, "I got other shit to do, and you know it wasn't me." I thought this mm-hmm. helped out both guys, Alex. Yeah. No, both guys, especially because Eddie Kingston shouldn't be caught up in this cycle of losing to John Moxley. He she needs other shit to do, and it's good that he says that himself. Um, and, yeah, and Mox, Moxley, man, this was a the thing about the thing about John Moxley, and and, and I watched as I I just I'm remembering a hot dog cart being pushed by a dude who looked a lot like this guy, and it doesn't make any sense to me that that's the same person. Because this this guy is just so friggin' charismatic and, and such a like an effortless badass. When you can be an absolute badass by by just just rolling out of bed in the morning, this is the guy, man. I'm so in love with the way they're presenting this John Moxley. So uh, we get the contract signing, which I just loved. You got Kenny Omega coming out doing his entrance, Robert. But you see the shadow for the tunnel for his entrance. And then you see Moxley pop up behind him. What a fantastic visual. Amazing. Badass. Uh, Alex hit the nail on the head. John Moxley is the son of a bitch that will beat you up at all costs. He has choked a guy out with barbed wire. He's done so much good this year. I never really disliked the WWE run, but he is putting everything he ever did there to shame in this last year and a half, the AW. And he even said it. He's like two of the best wrestlers in the world fighting for the world title on TV. I live for this shit. And he's just having the time of his life and it shows. And I hope we find out who attacked him at some point, maybe next week, maybe even closer to January for wrestle kingdom. doesn't matter. This has been the best, segment with these two since they announced they'd be fighting yeah this was awesome i'm ready for it next week moxley said you better be the kenny omega that everybody talked about you better be the kenny omega that everybody was was screaming about before you were in a tag team 
I love it. I love it. Also, I don't know how much leeway they have, but they should try to present as little commercial interruption mm-hmm. as possible. And I'm not talking picture in picture. I'm talking about no commercial interruption. Yeah, if they got to load it up at the beginning and the end, I don't care. I, like before and after. Do commercial before the entrances. Have them come out. Do a commercial right after that if you have to. By the way, I've determined that was a fake Chris Van Vliet. He was not verified <laughs> Chris personally, so I'd like to uh, not apologize to him whatsoever about that wish about the investment property. I still hope that that happens. Uh, Yeah, definitely. So a match that I actually missed, I actually did not get to see this. The Inner Circle defeated SCU. Christopher Daniels, Chris Jericho had never wrestled before, ever. And Chris Daniels had told me personally this was a goal of his, Robert. He finally got to do it. Yeah, Jericho had said when he first signed that Daniels was one of his goals along with, like, Kenny and Hangman. So this is cool. This match was... Okay, I'm not digging Jericho and Jake. I don't care. Like, there's better tag team combos. There's... uh, and powerful there's less sex gods if you want to do jericho on a tag team put him with sammy i don't care about this put him with mjf but I think you need that speed if you're going to counter jericho i i think they're trying to like make it seem like hager is a big deal and he's a great athlete but it's just not clicking for me this match was good though uh kazarian and daniels have always been one of the best tag teams you know uh jericho he looks so much bigger than everybody in this match, which was strange to me because I'm still so used to Chris Jericho, the athlete, but he just, he's the big time legend. And this was good. He wins with the Judas effect. Uh, they try to attack after the match. Scorpio SCU, sky. Yeah. Scorpio skies back. Check out my interview with him on the site, guys, youtube.com slash fightful, fightfulpods.com under our exclusive section. we got a lot of Scorpio sky stuff up there. I feel like Sky is the one guy in SCU because SCU is a trio of guys who should have been a big thing a long, long time ago. Yeah. But Sky is the one guy who still has a huge window there to be a big deal yes, he does. and hasn't been hampered down by, you know, many runs in TNA or anything with Claire Lynch. So <laughs> at some point, Scorpio Sky is going to be a big time player. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to hit big. Kip Sabian, Miro, and Penelope are backstage uh, for their video game extravaganza. <sighs> Best friends attack. What'd you think, Robert? Have I mentioned that I hate this version of Miro? I, I, I gotta tell you, like, yes, this is on the surface better than being cucked by Bobby Lashley because anything in the world is better than being cucked by Bobby Lashley. But he's gone from that to, like, being a nerd who loves video games, which might make the casual viewer go so of course lana went for this jack bobby lashley over russo because russo's more concerned about playing video games this is so dumb am i wrong like rusev should be a killer and he they're just doing this thing where he's like i just love twitch and video games and look i got an xbox like, <laughs> I, I don't get it i don't get it oh my god he would have gotten real heat if he revealed that he actually was able to purchase PS5 from his online cart. If that were the case, just a Biggest deal in the business. Bryant Heath says, bro, Miro is great. I think eventually he'll snap. 
I think that's the thing, is eventually we'll see that that come out of him. Rob Wilkins, who will be doing our AEW Dark and Dynamite coverage starting, I believe, ne- yeah, next week, says the AEW fan in me wants it to be Kenta who attacked Mox. The WWE fan in me wants it to be Mitch the Plant for Sour Graps. <laughs> I think Adam Page is the mystery guy. I mean, that's that's a good twist. Hangman Page wanting to help out his old tag team partner? I, I like it. I'm still betting on it being somebody from New Japan. Because Kenny Omega talked to Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer, and he really tried to connect some dots with the New Japan lineage. And there's a lot there. And Kenta does live in Florida. You know, I mean, it can happen. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. And a lot of people forget that. When he popped up on New Japan Strong, I was like, what? Then I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. He's been living in America the last four years. Why wouldn't he be there? Reminder, guys, hit a thumbs up on this page. Donate a Super Chat. We are getting towards the end of the program. So show us a little bit of love, if you don't mind. Anna J, Hikaru Shida. Shida retains the title. I love that Anna J has Tay out there with her. Like, And I love that commentary was like, don't be confused. Tay is not a part of Dark Order. They're just buddies. <laughs> I actually yeah. like that. Like, she's got a second. Why not? And, and Tay looks like a million bucks, too. I said this last week when we talked about who lost, but I would have never guessed that of that trio of Raul Gonzalez and Atura Huas and Tay Conti, that Conti would be doing the best. And she like left the company and then suddenly a star emerged. And it makes a lot more sense as to why she was like, hey, either use me or I want out of here because she's doing phenomenal in AEW. I remember when a lot of people were like, oh my God, are they going to put her in Undisputed Era? I remember that conversation. All the time. Yeah. And she's doing her own thing now. What'd you think of this match? I I thought Anna Jay had a strong chance to win it because at some point they need to put this woman's title on somebody who's got a lot of character that can elevate the title. And yeah, Britt Baker is the obvious choice, but Anna Jay would be a nice surprise. I thought maybe the hit to the knee would lead to Oh, she got a quick roll-up, and at least Anna Jay has got a title win under her belt. Uh, but Cheetah was able to win it using the other knee. I like that. It wasn't like she struck her with the injured knee. And I like that they're doing the whole thing of take on TV and like, no, I don't want to hand you this chair. You don't need this chair to win. You can win of your own merit. But she wants to be in the dark order. I like this match, and I like the matches that they have. I just don't know why they don't do more with this division because we're going to talk about it in five seconds. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like this company puts more effort into the NWA women's title feuds than they do their own. And it just feels wrong. I just want to say, I got nothing against Abaddon, nothing in the world against Abaddon. Uh, And even if I wanted to have something in the world against Abaddon, it wouldn't have been in the last three months because she ain't been on the fucking show at all. She has not wrestled since August 27th. She has not wrestled on Dynamite since June 11th. And she shows up and, by the way, licks the title. Bryant Heath says, I understand the title has to be cleaned after use, but Abaddon licking the title isn't a good look in my opinion. I agree. But, I mean, okay, so what are we going to do? The 
Oh, well, she lost to Hikaru Shida in her debut. Boy, doesn't that sound familiar? Like, that's exactly what they just did with Anna Jay. And, I, I mean, I know somebody will say it's a stopgap. It's not a big major match. Well, no shit, but... but... They don't have any, but, like, that's the issue is they don't have any major matches. You have Britt Baker. Why the hell are they dragging their feet with Britt Baker? Like... You have moved faster on so many things. You move faster, arguably, on like top flight. Where is the Baker title run? Just give it to her. Just it's- give her the title. Alex, what, what do you think? Neither of you guys uh, were on the show when Abaddon made her uh, Dynamite debut. Um, but I really enjoyed um, just the whole aesthetic of her, uh, her the way she moved in the ring, just the performance of her. And I was like, this is how you do horror stuff not the 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 pg-13 crap they do on wwe so i was really excited uh to see more of her how did that turn out yeah because the thing was that that louis who was on the show at the time hated her hated everything about her so i just i just like hey when she comes back i can't wait to i'm gonna rub it in your face louis and she never came back and i was so mad because i wanted every week to talk incessantly about how much i loved abaddon Mostly just to troll Louie. And she never came back. And I'm so angry that I never got to do that to Louie. Louis and this has, is one of those. Louie like, has been on our show more recently than Abaddon has been on Dynamite. I know. Uh, and this is one of those. Oh, well, you should be watching Dark. By the way, Dark yesterday went nearly as long as Raw, if not as long as Raw. And I understand that they're like, hey, watch it. We're putting a lot of great talent over there. You should understand that nobody wants to watch a three-hour developmental show. Yeah, you know, and I think there's so much more that can be done here. You need to completely rehab this division. I'm hoping Statlander's ready soon. It's almost been about a year, maybe ten oh, months. No, no, not at all. Really? What? When did she get hurt? February, right? I, didn't, I don't think it was. It was that far back, was it? I. The last thing I really recall her doing. No, was, no, that was uh, June, man. That uh, was so she's June. out for a while. Damn. Oh, she's out for a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah, because I remember last month people were doing the Win Statlander back pieces. I'm like, what the? What are you talking about? Like, she's she's out for a long time, and that's a shame because we need more like recognizable stars in this division right now. You got Nyla Rose, who's with Vicky. You got Britt Baker, who's not in the top five anymore and should probably be number one. And I don't, I don't get it, but I'm willing to give Abaddon the benefit of the doubt. Just do something with this division. Uh, Bryant, he says dark was fun to watch last night. Dark is almost always fun to watch. It's just, you got to find the amount of time to do it. Uh, Matt Hardy's backstage. He says it's his duty to inspire others to fight in 2020. And everyone should think about what he would do. I'm loving his BTE stuff where he like he doesn't humble brag. He just brags like people will talk about their accomplishments. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember when I held those tag titles 15 times, like things like that. I think that's that's a good approach for him. Uh, I like I would prefer that Matt Hardy over the broken stuff. I was glad that they got the elite deletion in. But I think that Hardy, there's a time and a place for it. And it's not right now. And I think eventually Big Money Matt would be a fun heel manager for a heel private party. Yeah, I really agree. I agree with that. Team Taz is backstage. Ricky Stark says Cody crossed the line, and he says that Team Taz loves being an AEW. And their only problem is with Rhodes. 
Stark says Rhodes' ego is getting in the way, and he made it personal. Yeah. Um, by the way, Taz's son is named Hook. Yes. That is That was trademarked last Friday. This was made public today. Uh, that's a great name for a shoot wrestler. Yeah. But it's just very odd that this came out of nowhere, and now we're seeing him already develop into a character. He's, but been, I'm he's willing... been training a while, from what I understand. Okay, that's good. Because I'd be willing to let like a little bit of nepotism go if it means he's good in the ring, and I love Taz. Like Peak Taz is a great wrestler, and if we can get shades of that, I'm all for it. Main event time, Butcher and the Blade defeat Pac and Ray Phoenix. I didn't think that they would have Butcher and Blade win, but I think they needed to win for this feud to even have any intrigue. Uh, this was a fine match, and afterwards, Lance Archer showed up and beats the shit out of Eddie Kingston and company. Rob, the the match and the follow-up, how you feel? So the match, and I, this is a very cliche complaint at this point with AEW, but why do these referees just not give a shit about the rules? Like They just come in the ring. They they do whatever they want. It's like it's literally like you're playing a video game with your friends. It's like, oh, well, we're not going to stay in the apron. We're just going to get in there and do whatever we want. But you'll get DQ'd in a video game if you do yeah, that. At least, yeah. <laughs> and it's a good match. You know, I don't know why Butcher and Blade won here. Yeah, I agree with you. They probably needed to just to give anything with this rivalry some legs. But they just lost to, you know, the natural nightmares. And I would argue, no disrespect to Dustin or QT, but Pac probably needed the win and probably could get the win easier than Dustin or QT. As far as the aftermath of it, Lance Archer has been this weird outside force Mm -hmm. and they've been teasing something with him and eddie ever since the battle royal but at this point i'm so far removed mentally from the all-out battle royal that i don't know if i care anymore that hey you never officially eliminated me it doesn't matter at this point you've each had your championship matches and you've both lost yeah i do like the idea that hey everybody dies i like (laughs) archer being an agent of chaos and just fucking up everybody and like that's what we need to see more of. I'm glad to see Jake out there too, knowing what we know about his uh, health problems. So that was good to see. I will agree with Evan Wright's call for continuity. Lance Archer calling out Eddie every week on Dark and stuff. Then finally running out and taking his own shot was great to see. His promos are great. That's a thing. Lance Archer doesn't need Jake Roberts. I think he needs more of a handler than a mouthpiece. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I just... I just feel like that's the, the way to go. But next week, we got a big AEW show, Omega and Moxley. Boy, that's a big one. That yeah. is a big one. Um, I'm excited for it. But Alex, tell the people what you got going on. Uh, you can find me on uh, Fightful Select every uh, Tuesday and Saturday. Um, ranting like a lunatic about ah, really it. insignificant shit. <laughs> In, in WWE on Raw and SmackDown, uh, and people seem to love it, and I'm very, very thankful this year. Uh, gobble gobble for the uh, fightful faithful. Bryant Heath says, "I'm going to be honest. When Archer came out, I hadn't remembered anything between him and Eddie. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's some story there. He has been calling out Eddie, and then they had again the elimination lack thereof in the Battle Royal, and Eddie did kind of take." Lance's spot for a brief time and he did get two title shots out of this so eh, maybe maybe uh, it's like 
It's a chicken wing. It's not a chicken breast. There's some meat on that bone. Right. But not as much as there could be. But AEW's very good at maximizing that type of thing as well. And I can appreciate that. Well, you guys are going to appreciate Robert DeFelice on weekdays at Fightful. Yes. Starting next month. Uh, I think Christmas week is when you start in that role. Tell the people where they can find you right now. I'm on Twitter at DudeFelice. Right now you can find me. On SmartOutMoment.com, doing a lot of their podcasts. We just did a one more match, The Undertaker, because we know that's what you're all clamoring for. So who would The Undertaker fight if he came back for one more match? We discussed that. I'm also on WrestleZone throughout the week and on their podcast feeds as well. Uh, I want to make a special thanks to the Gobbledygooker for fitting us into his schedule after a big 24-7 title victory. Or as EC3 would say, oh, I don't give a flying shit in reference to the 24-7 title. Guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, do all that good stuff. The Listen Your Boy back this week, it was a great show. Uh, Jimmy Van implied that Mike Tyson would smoke weed before he got in the ring to fight this weekend. I called that ludicrous and we argued about it pretty heavily. I got a Kenny Omega interview dropping Thursday. Until next time. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.